You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. Welcome to Podcast 9 of Creating Healthy Families. I'm your host, Link Taylor. So glad you're with us uh, today. And once again, we have Michelle Dyer here with us on Part 2 of Looking at Enneagrams. Michelle, glad you're back with us. So good to be here. So uh, once again, Michelle is our place minister here at Brentwood Baptist Church, and she helps uh, our congregation, uh, laity and staff, kind of discover more about their gifts, spiritual gifts, passions, uh, recognizing personalities, and kind of that's what we're talking about today. So if you did not hear the last podcast, podcast eight. Uh, we really looked at the Enneagram types and kind of characteristics and, and traits and, and various um, just elements of each of the types. And so today on this podcast, we're going to kind of begin to dive a little bit deeper in uh, family dynamics. And so when we understand, recognize, know our Enneagram type, and the and the enneagram types of our children and our spouse, uh, it can be a game changer. And so uh, today we're going to do that. So Michelle, glad you're with us again today. Any opening comments on when we know the types of our family members or know our own type? What are once again? What are some of the things we need to be aware of uh, when we? have that knowledge. <laughs> yes. So caution, right? I think we, you know, anytime we have insight as deep as what Enneagram teaches us about each other, I think we need to just use it carefully, you know, and um, it's all about bearing each other's burdens and loving one another as opposed to using it, like you said last week, as a weapon, yeah. you know. So um, just really... I think it's really helpful to understand we do not see things the same as everybody else. And it was so eye-opening for me in my own marriage and parenting. Um, I think it's really these tools can be super helpful. Yes, especially no matter your your age. And even that, that can be these aha moments. I'm like, well, that's why I think this way. Or that's why somebody else in my family or my spouse hears things a certain way or or whatever it might be, it can be just these aha, these eye-opening right. moments yeah. where you're like, you're just, uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and so today we're going to look at, okay, so what do we do with this knowledge? What is it, the impact on it? So some of you all have taken the Enneagram, some of our listeners, um, you are an authority on it. Um, and um, some of you maybe even know what your spouse number might be. But uh, Michelle, kind of get us going on what some of these um, being aware of maybe the different types and um, and the impact that can have. Well, I think one thing it helps us understand is our motivations, and so we really kind of can begin to look and scrutinize why we do what we do, and sometimes that's a very good thing in our marriages and our parenting, and sometimes it's not so good. Yeah. You know, the things that we're subtly teaching our children or subtly communicating to our spouse. So it's really helpful to have this tool to help us hone and give a language to those things which we just do subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I'm an eight. I think the last 
podcast, it was pretty aware. I kind of gave myself away. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Away. <laughs> but I um, and my girls and my wife, you know, they just uh, hooped and hollered. Of course, when I took the assessment, they all knew I was an eight because they all so knew great. it before I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, I began to look at it. I'm like, and it, the more I learn about it, uh, the more I understand why I respond to certain. I, I respond, or people respond back to me when I share a vision or talk to my girls about something, how strong I can come across right? and how blunt. And I don't, I don't fill in all the gaps. I just kind of say it, you know, as it is, as it is. And uh, of course there's a lot of to an eight personality because as you have said, we're, we're very complex. Yes. I think I'm very simple minded and just, <laughs> you think very you are. Understood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understand everything about me. No, of course. no not really. But, um, but yeah, it, it's been, it has been a, uh, uh, an eye opening experience when I look at my family and my, and my wife, um, Joellen, and and she is a two, mm-hmm. uh, so she's mm. a, just got this servant's heart. Uh, she's kind. Uh, she wants fairness, um, and she, you know, with an eight and a two, and how I might be addressing a situation, and she's in the room, and then afterwards she says, "Well, we may have, we may should have, you know, approached it this way." Or that gentle Joellen. Well, yes. in my mind, I. <laughs> I lovingly shared, you know, but it comes across. Now I'm six six, and I'm, I can be large too, so that can be that does <laughs> part of it. The physical presence. exactly, yeah. Uh, but the way of knowing she's a two, and and the way she is always thinking about the how the other person might feel, yes, is enormous with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think that is pervasive in my whole family, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's a two. There's a there's another two. Yes. There's a six and a seven with my three girls. Two, okay. six, and seven. Which yeah. I think somehow is we think of others. Maybe that's every personality, uh, every type except an eight. Maybe thinks of others. <laughs> that's not necessarily <laughs> no, that's not anyway. the case. And interestingly, eights tend to they really are thinking about others. In mm-hmm. fact, they're so others focused. Oh, absolutely. They kind of lose. <laughs> Um, sight of the fact the way they're coming across trying to take up for others. Right. So eights are all about justice. Oh, and, mercy. Yes. You know, it's like I see this injustice in the world and I will, you know, take care of it type mm-hmm. thing, but can run over or steamroll yeah, other people. I'll take others out in, yeah. the, in the defense of somebody mm-hmm. in an injustice situation, which doesn't make sense, but in the moment it's it does make sense sure uh for an eight so yeah yeah so my wife and i that's that's um it has been uh yeah a, a, such a good tool for us to begin to to walk through how we relate you know we've been married 20 over 29 years wow oh, i wish we'd have had this you know so back. And we've had some other personality types kind of assessments but this one has really been kind of the one we've probably best utilized yeah uh in the day to day of how we, why we respond the way we do, <laughs> you know, we look back through the, uh, you know, our past of like situations, and I'm like, well, of course I was doing that, or of course you were doing that because right. of our, yeah, our personality types. Yeah, it really does kind of um, expose those things that which are really hard to term and to talk about or to figure out how do I compare this to what she's thinking and. 
it's it's a really transformational tool and probably one of the best relationship tools I've ever seen. Um, it's There's a great book out there written by Suzanne Stabile called um, – the Path Between Us, which mm. is all about relationship using the Enneagram. She's a believer. It's powerful. So I highly recommend that in, you know, for a marriage relationship, healthy or unhealthy. You right. know, yeah. you can really you can always have an even more healthy marriage. I know that's been true for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really helped us. And then how we relate with our girls. Um, you know, our girls are 20, 24 and 26 now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When this podcast coming out but yeah when i look back at when they were younger and their kind of personalities were kind of coming to fruition in a sense and they began to realize i mean what, there were some funny times at the moment but now it's even not, not funny but it's just so clear of like well of course they responded that way yeah you know in that moment one one was uh my middle daughter she's uh she's a nurse she's married uh joy beth Beth, thank you for letting me share this. <laughs> we <laughs> did so get permission. <laughs> when she was about, uh, I don't know what it was, I think she was about six or seven, um, Joy Beth, need, I mean, uh, Joel and my wife had to come. We lived, did not live in Nashville at the time. And uh, she had to come back because her, her dad was, uh, was ill, needed to be taken care of for, for just a few days. And so it was going to be me and the girls at home. And so Joy Beth, of course, being a six, she's, you know, she's thinking, what are some of those Thinking characteristics? ahead, yeah. contingency planning. Yeah, yeah. All the contingency planning, that's it. Yeah. And so uh, as Joellen left, it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and Joellen left and drove away, and Joy Beth's just staring at me. Of course, Grace and Lena are just running around the house doing different things in the yard, and Joy Beth's just staring at me, and she started asking me all these questions about uh, about preparedness. And, uh, and, and so we, it was just a kind of a last second decision that Joellen left so I hadn't even t- hadn't even have ha- I've had no time to even think well it was an hour or so till dinner and she started asking these questions about uh what we're going to eat uh what what's what food do we have in the pantry what about the refrigerator and I said well, Beth I don't know what we're going to have for dinner and she she all of a sudden stared at me and she goes we are going to starve <laughs> and she so ran up great. to her room and and to know now that being a 6 Yes. It is it's just so classic. The worst of, possible scenario. Exactly. Now yes. that has allowed her to be such a great nurse sure. today. Yeah. Uh, because she talked about contingency plans and always thinking ahead. And taking think, care of others. Exactly. That's yeah. why she's such a good sick. So that's a that's a fun story that's for our family. Well it's at the time it was just funny, but now you're like well, of course, that was uh, right. That was, and if so, only had known, you know, that that was what was really driving her. You know, I wouldn't have felt like, oh, I'm the worst parent in the world. You know, <laughs> yeah, I had some moments like that. Um, one of my sons is a nine, and I'm a two, and so, you know, as he was getting into his senior year, he was decided he was going to apply for an academy, a, you know, military academy. And so, I mean, my first thought as a two is, yes, something we can do together. I can help him with every step along the way because he's not going to know what he needs to do for that process. And so I immediately set into trying what in my mind was get him to a place where he was going to be successful, you know. Yeah. And He's the peacemaker who is, by the way, a 17-year-old boy trying to establish his independence. 
does not want his mama's help, you know. <laughs> and so it was like doing battle all year long because here he is in his nine wanting in the worst way to avoid conflict and yet, you know, still trying to assert that independence and be his own man. And so he was constantly saying, okay, okay, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then he wouldn't do it, none mm-hmm. of it, wouldn't touch it. So it was about that time that I started my training with the Enneagram and began to see what the cycle was that was happening and the ways that I was just wow. yeah. stomping him, you know, and his independence and the way he was just brushing me off and probably still feeling turmoil over the lack of peace between us because we fought the <laughs> whole year long. And so that it was really transformational in our relationship. And I'm so thankful we've been able to recognize those things and yeah. um, to now talk about them, you know? Oh, so. it's, yeah, so key. One of the, th- of course, there's all kinds of Enneagram Twitter accounts and kind of memes and all that kind of stuff that highlight and not make fun, but have fun with different personality types. But yeah. The girls love when they saw the one. Uh, it was a statement about an eight. It said uh, an eight would say, we can do it your way, or, or we can do that, or we can do what, what I want to do. <laughs> yes. And and they have laughed about that and bring it up. <laughs> As if there's bit. any choice, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And what what we've not done, and we talked about that earlier last time, in our last podcast, and Michelle, you mentioned earlier about not using it as a weapon or as just mm-hmm. an excuse. Or what are some other things about that we have to be careful about when we know the traits of an of a personality mm-hmm. or, or a type? Mm-hmm. What are some other things that just once again to say uh, a little more clear way that we just need to be aware of? Yeah, that there's the good. There's also ooh, we can use it as a weapon. Yeah, I think um, with Enneagram, again, it does expose some of those deep inner fears. And so we have to be careful not to play on people's fears, of course. And very few of us do that, you know, consciously. We're not trying to be malicious, hurt somebody, but we do have to be careful of that. I think um, it also can't be a crutch, you know, when you discover what your type is, because what Enneagram was designed for was a growth tool. So that I could look um, at what's called your lines of integration. Hmm. So sometimes you see if in, if you Google a Enneagram diagram, you're going to see these lines stretching out across the diagram. And what those lines are telling you is, hey, here's where you can go to these other types to both grow and release some of those tensions that naturally come oh, from yeah. your type. So can't ever be a crutch that I'm just this way because what we're really trying to figure out is how do we grow beyond that and transform. Right. So. I think it's same with spiritual gifts. Somebody that doesn't have the spiritual gift of evangelism tend to think they could, you know, I don't need to share because I don't have the gift. Definitely. Well, that's, no, that's not. Right. That's not the approach we need to have right. have with that. Yeah, and, and we're. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, we can box ourselves in or box others in that that's all they are. Right. Um so yeah. dangerous because, you know, especially when we start doing that with our spouse, you know, or our kids, we make them feel locked in. And mm-hmm. this can be a terrific tool as a parent, although you have to also be careful with kids because they're not really fully developed in their personality till probably their late teens into their 20s. Um, but you can start to see patterns just like you saw with Joy Beth, right. yeah. you know. So helping them recognize those things in themselves and name them 
both their strengths and their weaknesses. Right. You know, strengths are what we use to honor God and glorify mm-hmm. Him. Weaknesses are what we go to Him with and say, hey, I'm acknowledging I don't have this. You're going to have to empower me with it, you yeah, know, if that's you're awesome. calling me to it. We've um, – some of the earlier podcasts, we began to kind of unpack kind of themes of who we are as a family minister here at Brentwood Baptist Church, and we want to uh, be sure that we talk to each other about the Lord in our in our families how do we relate with each other? You know, build memories. How do we defend each other spiritually? How do we affirm each other? And how uniquely uh, we uh, each other are wired, and how they're created, and then blessing. How do we bless each other? But that that affirmation of how we're wired is, uh, I think, that's such a key when we begin to recognize traits um, in each other, and we affirm. How God has uniquely crafted them, yes, to be for for His purpose. And so, what does that mean? As we begin to explore more about how in this enneagram, let's say how how what are these traits? And when I hear something, like I said earlier, it bothers me. Why does it bother me so much? Or why does it cause this angst in me? Or when I say something to other people, I just lovingly said something. Why did why does everybody get uptight? You know, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I think that's such a key of how we affirm each other and encourage each other. Not using it as a weapon to say, well, you're just a whatever, a number. Right. Um, but but I, this is a natural tendency maybe for right, you. Right, exactly. You know? So let's, yeah. Yeah, let's work through it. Mm-hmm. Like a, an eight, um, you know, and I know some of our listeners, you may have a child that's an eight or, or just strong-willed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's stubborn, and and, and Joellen and I always with when our girls were younger. Um, you know, I've, I I laughed because I I said you know that they got their stubbornness from uh, from Joellen, and Joellen always said, yeah, they may have got it from me because you links still have your stubbornness. So <laughs> I was like, to oh, that's good. To keep up. That's good. <laughs> Uh, but how do you turn stubbornness into confidence, into uh, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that has a resolve? Yeah. And so you, 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 instead of just, you know, button up against these personality types, how do you uh, come alongside how God has wired them? Yeah. To something that their story is continuing to be written. If, you, if you're a, a parent of a, of a young child or even a teenager, they're still just trying to figure out. Everything. I mean, they're trying to figure out why do I think the way I do? Why do I, you know, how has God wired me? Why, and they're still looking at other people. Why can't I be look like them or wired like them or right. have gifts like them? So, how do we best know the personality types and begin to encourage and speak into those, you know, and to affirm, yeah, affirm them? You know, I think any personality <clears throat> assessment you want to learn, whether it be DISC or Myers Briggs or Enneagram, is great. One of those can be really helpful because I think our job as a parent is really to be students of our children, to really be mm, that's good. I like that. studying what God has done in them, how he's uniquely wired and created them, and then to help them begin to recognize those traits um, and to give them freedom in that, whether it's a strength or a weakness. You know, um, That way they can own those things and know that yet they're not booked boxed in you know they can change they can grow they can learn so and our job is to help them identify and understand all those things yeah that's awesome 
Well, our listeners, I want to encourage you to kind of turn your thoughts toward your own home. I'm, I'm sure you have kind of throughout it, but uh, just the reality of your family, the makeup of your family. Maybe you've been having some kind of some aha moments just in general of of why do my kids respond a certain way or my spouse or how we relate. And uh, so I want to encourage you right now, uh, if you can, if you're driving the car, don't do this. But if you're uh, uh, next time you have an opportunity in a journal just to write down just kind of some next some specific next steps to take. And they could be finding an assessment. Um which I think in the last podcast we uh, Michelle talked about uh, different assessments you can take to to help identify uh, your enneagram type, and uh, so that that may be a step. It may be something that you already know um, the enneagram types of your family. Maybe write down some uh, maybe some encouragement statements or things about them you can speak life into them. Uh, but to write down these things, not just to keep it in head knowledge, but what are some actionable steps that we can take uh, to live purposely and purposefully as a as a family. And so, but we appreciate your time again today uh, as a listening audience. It's a privilege to have you with us again. And don't forget, wherever you are as a family is a good place to start. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time.